Welcome to the From the Flats podcast, your destination for the latest in Georgia Tech athletics. Now, here's your host, Wiley Ballard. Welcome inside another episode of From the Flats, the 2019 football season in the rearview mirror. We've got some very exciting things going on with Georgia Tech volleyball as well as Georgia Tech women's basketball. Uh, before we turn our attention uh, to those sports in season, let's talk about a uh, another staff member in season, if you will, and that'd be football general manager Patrick Suttis. And, uh, well, Pat, let's start with this, the helicopter. What can you tell me about this? Every time I see something about Georgia Tech football recruiting, I see a helicopter flying. Who's flying it and, and where's it going? I can tell you it's not Coach Collins flying. Uh, we actually have professionals, uh, pilots that are flying it, but it's a 404 copter. Uh, we uh, hit uh, big-time prospects, big-time high schools in the area. Uh, it's been a great blessing for us to get around uh, with traffic. As everybody knows in Atlanta, there's traffic 24-7, uh, so it definitely helps us see as many prospects, high schools, uh, as we can in a, in a day, and uh, it's been a big hit. So, so no licensed uh, pilots on staff for the Georgia Tech football team? No, 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 no. no. I think uh, after all this, Coach might want to go get his license, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if he'll have time to do that. Yeah, there's only 24 hours in a day, That's right? right? He That's uses right. about every one of them. Yeah. Uh, well, again, joined by Pat Suttis, general manager of the Georgia Tech football program in charge of roster management, and, and this is obviously a busy time for you, uh, approaching the early signing day next week, and then early February will be the, the official signing day the normal signing day, if you will. But, uh, Pat, can you kind of give us a play-by-play of what's happened since Sunday, December 1st, up until now? Yeah, so Sunday uh, started the contact period. You get two weeks, really, of uh, contact. And what that means is that you can now have off-campus contact with uh, the 2020 class, so you can have contact with them in the school. Uh, You can go to their home for some good meals. Um, You can meet them in a restaurant, whatever you want to do. So, really, it's just been full board. Uh, all 11 coaches out on the road. Uh, I'm kind of like air traffic controller, just <laughs> managing who's going where and uh, flying, driving, helicoptering, all that good stuff. Uh, kind of strategic plan for when we see everybody. Um, but, you know, it's it's a lot harder now because more and more kids are signing earlier, which means you've got to see more and more kids in this two-week period, um, which kind of eliminates a lot of what you're doing in January for the 2020 class. Now that's become more of a 2021 class, underclassmen recruiting, um, but no, it's been it's been full on. We're excited. Uh, it's closing time, so uh, it's been fun. You mentioned it's closing time. You've been in this business for over ten years now. How much uh, how much effect can you have on the twenty twenty class at this point, knowing that everybody's going to be committed somewhere and signed, ready to rock, uh, less than three months from now? Yeah, I think it's a very important time. Obviously, you have some kids that have been committed to certain schools or our school uh, for a long time, so that's just more about solidifying. But uh, when you get a chance to go in the home and really get around the family, um, it's it's more of an intimate setting than uh, either when they're coming on campus or obviously when it's not contact period, you can't have con- uh, conversations at their school. So, uh, no, you can get a lot done uh, in this two-week period. You can you can lose kids or gain kids, um, uh, but fortunately for us, we got a great staff that knows how to um, recruit and, and recruit at a high level. So uh, for us, it's it's just solidifying our commitments and, and uh, trying to pick up uh, a couple more uh, commitments. I know a big part of the focus for uh, Coach Collins' and staff, including yourself, has been recruiting the state uh, heavily. Uh, you spent time in a lot of different places in Alabama, over in Texas, Arizona. Is it easier to recruit knowing that everybody is within a 50-mile radius, if nothing else, just from a gas expense standpoint? Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, 
uh, it's easier to do that. Again, the traffic is a, a big part of it. That's why we use the helicopters. So that's a little bit more expensive yeah. than just uh, just the driving with the gas. But yeah, we live in, in I think, uh, the greatest state for, for high school football. And then we got Florida to the south of us, which is, um, which is very, very good as well. So we're in the southeast. Um, if you look on the map of where NFL players come from, uh, the majority come from the southeast. So we're in the hotbed of recruiting. Uh, again, Atlanta is the center of the college football world, and we believe the center of the high school uh, football world as well. So we're blessed to be in the state uh, and surrounded in a five-hour radius of really, really, really good football players and really, really good high school coaches. Can you take me through what the next, I guess, two months look like once you get through this first contact period on December 14th? Yep. Early signing day is the December 18th, Correct. so Wednesday, and then from December 18th until when all everybody's committed and signed on February 5th, what are you guys doing? Uh, vacation. <laughs> um, no, but uh, obviously that becomes the dead period after signing day. Uh, so take some time off to be with the family, but your but your your hand attached to your phone on Twitter never stops. So yeah. you're still recruiting the 21 class after that, and whatever spots you have left for the 2020 class, uh, whether that be transfers, whether that be guys that did not sign early. Um, so you're always recruiting, no matter if it's a dead period or not. But at least you get some time with with your family and and uh, and don't have to be in the office as much. But we'll hit it hard uh, when school starts back up in January, and then when the when the uh, dead period ends um, in late, uh, um, like the third week in in January, we'll be back on the road. You guys are poised, and I know you can't top specifics, but poised to land really the best recruiting class at Georgia Tech in over 10 years, whether you look at Rivals 247. Yeah, I know you guys had a lot of confidence coming in that you were going to be able to accomplish those goals, but how gratifying is it to see that you guys are in a position to, to really deliver on that in the first year? Yeah, no, it's been great. Um, obviously, that's why I'm here. That's why Coach Collins is here. Well, that's why the rest of the staff is here. Uh, we knew what this place affords a, uh, a student athlete. Uh, we have great selling points here. Uh, we have a great culture already built here and continuing to build here. We have great players, great administration, obviously great academics. Um, so for us, it's we're excited about the class. Hopefully we can close strong. Uh, and for me, a driving force is I have to beat Coach Collins' 2007 class nice. uh, in their rankings. So uh, that is an inside uh, driving force for are. me. Coach keeps jabbing me with uh, that I'm not. We're not going to be able to do it. Uh, wow. But uh, but no, uh, it's it's fun. It's very competitive, and that's why I'm in this business. You got off to a great start, Pat. Thanks for the time. Enjoy Absolutely. the holidays, and uh, good luck next week with uh, the early signing period. Yeah, you too. Go Jackets. All right, that's Pat Suttis, general manager of Georgia Tech football. Up next, we'll visit with members of the Georgia Tech volleyball and women's basketball team. The holiday season here on the Flats, but before we turn our attention uh, to those holidays, first we've got one team on campus making an exciting postseason run through the National Invitational Volleyball Championships, joined by Georgia Tech Volleyball Head Coach Michelle Collier as the Jackets uh, now with a 24-8 and record here in 2019. And Coach, I know uh, the disappointment of not making the NCAA tournament was a bitter pill to swallow, but you guys seem to have turned your focus and said, hey, this is what we can control. And uh, you won your first three matches in the NIV What's been the most fun part about this postseason run? Yeah, I think just the, the continued evolution of the, of the team, you know, learning to play late in December through school and finals and, and just kind of, you know, it's a long season. So how do we, as we get towards the end here, how do we keep focused, keep fighting and still um, use those opportunities to get better? Uh, you know, so it's been, I've been proud of them, the way that we've been competing, um, Definitely think that we were an NCAA worth, worthy uh, team, you know, but, but it, like you said, we, there were some things out of our control there. 
Um, and we want to put ourselves in a better position next year to have control of the things that we want to have control and can have control. So I think that we're using this tournament to not only compete postseason here, but also thinking about the future and how do we continue to build that foundation. You've been on a remarkable run, having won 16 of your last 17 matches, including five seniors on this team. They're wrapping up their career in great fashion. And I, I was joking with Cody Combe about a month ago, asking what's going to happen first. You play your final volleyball match or you graduate. Yeah. Well, uh, she's set to graduate on Saturday. <laughs> Let's say she'll be playing volleyball longer than uh, she'll be in school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's great. You know, um, volleyball always has been a highlight of her experience here as well. And I think that, um, you know, we're very excited for her. We'll be cheering her on on Saturday. Uh, you know, but Cody has done such a great job for this group, and, and I'm excited that we still have a little bit more of her to, to have on the court. That you do, and again, Cody's going to be a, a big loss for the 2020 team, top five nationally in hitting percentage, uh, one of the best middles to come uh, through in your time here at Tech. But outside of Cody, you've got everyone else back just about as far as on the floor contributors. I know in football there's always talk about how important that postseason is to get those extra practices, those mm -hmm. extra reps going into the next season. You guys have kind of sure. gotten that. Uh, with this postseason run, how much better do you think you can be next year because you've gotten these extra couple weeks through the NIVC? Yeah, I mean, a lot better. I think that we still have a very high ceiling with this group. Um, and the goal is to keep working, you know, to keep getting better. Um, evolution is one of our core values. And so those are the things that we talk about in every aspect of their lives, um, not only on the court, but just as students, um, as people. Um, you know, and, and as as competitors. So, I mean, it's a huge opportunity for us. We we're definitely taking advantage of it, making the most out of it. Um, we are learning. I mean, we had our best blocking game of the year mm -hmm. the other night. And so there are still a lot of things that we're getting better at. And those are great things to see, um, you know, and, and definitely uh, laying the foundation for, for the future and for many, many more years to come after even even after when this generation is, is done. You know, I think that they're doing a great job um, just laying a foundation for a high-level volleyball program here. 14 blocks, the season high against Troy in that second round. Yeah. You, you touched on that. Coach, we sat here in your office about three, four months ago, and you were telling me about Julia Bergman, and you kind of mm -hmm. gave me the look in your eyes saying she could be pretty good. <laughs> Has she even exceeded your expectations? ACC Rookie of the Year leads the conference in aces per set, uh, top five in the conference in kills per set. I mean, how impressive has she been? This is one of the all-time freshman years at Georgia Tech. For sure. I mean, she's been tremendous. I think that she, with all the adjusting adjustment that she had to go through you know she was playing since april um you know high level competition practicing every day and she's still um coming to practice working hard getting better uh you know it's i think it's been a, a a good adjustment i think that september was a little bit of a rough month for her adjusting school and training and, and, the, and then the travel and all that stuff but after that i mean i think that she feels pretty comfortable she has put in some big performances and she's just a complete player it's hard to find players like that that, that those days that can do it all. Uh, you know, she's a good defender, she's a good passer, she's a good server, good offensively. Um, so, I mean, she definitely has been one of the, the biggest reasons why uh, we're doing so well, along with all her teammates and everybody that has kind of really complimented a lot of the things. And I, and I think that a player like her brings in a, an extra level of focus to the game and, and things like that that you know, it benefits everybody else around her. So she's just a, a great volleyball player and she's got 
so much more that she needs to get better at. And another three years uh, here on the flats as well. Yeah. Uh, Coach, this postseason run has come during finals week too. How tough has that been for, for the team to have to make those adjustments <laughs> and now finally getting through that with finals ending this week and still with at least one hopefully two more matches to yeah, play. Yeah, I, I am sure it's been extremely tough for yeah. them. You know, I try not to let them have that out yeah. um, <laughs> and use that as an excuse, but I know that it's easier said than done. I'm very proud of their efforts and the things that they're doing. Um, but this is what it takes to go to the next level that mm -hmm. we want to go, and so it's we got to embrace it. Uh, we got to get after it. We, we can't let it slow ourselves down and, and use that as an excuse of why. Um, you know, certain things don't happen at our level that we need them to happen. So I think that this has been actually a great learning experience for our players um, because our coaching staff is staying on them. Yeah. We're not, we'll not let them off the hook and, and not let them, you know, keep their food off the gas here. And they, they have to manage with their finals and things like that, but they have responded. Um, you know, and they'll be done with finals on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So so they'll be ready to so, rock. <laughs> so we'll be ready to kind of get after this final sprint here and finish as strong as we can. Uh, I think that the hardest part for them has been over with this, the, the short turnaround yes. in competitions uh -huh. too is, you know, mm -hmm. Saturday and then Tuesday uh, in the middle of finals. Mm -hmm. um, but now um, it gets a little bit easier and I think that they responded really well um, those last two matches when they were having a lot of other things that they had to worry about. And, you know, they're not just here they're going for ace, yes, you know, yes. it's not like they're just going to their finals <laughs> yeah. and, and kind of just wanting to, to get yeah. it done is they're yeah. very dedicated mm -hmm. to their academics and, and we're super proud of their efforts and, and, um, you know, just excited about having complete uh, student athletes here and it's been fun to to just kind of mentor them and, and push them through those moments. Well, I, I think volleyball during finals week is a nice tradition. Uh, let's keep right. it going next year, <laughs> being the NCAA tournament, and get you all ready for that. Well, Coach, thanks for the time. Congratulations on, on what has been a magical season. Thank you. And uh, let's get it done this week and get some uh, some hardware. Let's keep it rolling. Go so, Jackets. So. All right, that's Coach Michelle Collier. When we come back, we'll visit with Georgia State women's basketball, who's also on an impressive run to begin their season. That's up next on From the Flats. We are now thrilled to be joined by Georgia Tech women's basketball assistant coach Tasha Butts. And coach, it's a new era here on the Flats with women's basketball. Coach Nell Fort and her staff, you guys off to a 7-1 and one start. What's been the most fun part about this early success? Um, I think probably uh, for us as a staff, and I know for me, um, the, the fun part is just the journey. Um, and we tell our girls every day to just appreciate every day, appreciate the journey that we're on. You're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs, you're going to face adversity. But I think the most important thing is that we come in every day ready to work, to get better. Um, and, you know, you live in the moment. You can't look too far ahead. You have to live in the moment. And that's, you know, whether you're at practice, um, you know, film session with your coach, everything that you do, you know, stay in the moment, live in the moment, and then everything else will take care of itself. When you guys arrived on campus and some of the conversations we had along with some of the members of the staff were defense is going to be a big focus uh, for this era of Georgia State women's basketball. Not only are you the number one scoring defense in the country right now, I know there's a lot of basketball to be played, but certainly on the right track, but also the turnover margin, number one in the ACC. That was something this group has struggled with in years past. What do you think has been the key to that? You know what, um, as long as I've coached, the thing that I, I do know, what you put a point of emphasis on is what your team is going to do. Um, and every single day, that's something that we put a point of emphasis on, our turnovers, our defense. Um, you know, and obviously our offense needs to catch up too. 
to both of those things but you know we put an emphasis on that every single day you know there are consequences if we don't do them mm -hmm. you know they sometimes they like them sometimes they don't you know but you have to because in, in this in this era you have a lot of great scores you have to make sure you're locked and loaded on the defensive end you got to take care of the basketball and, and in the meantime you want to turn others over um, you know so that's something that we we emphasize every single day in practice in film sessions and games so they're aware of it and that's something that um, that we have to do can you tell me a little bit more about the ball handlers I mean, you've got Kiara Fletcher who's logged a lot of minutes in her college career and then you got Loda Mylotinen uh, who seems to have made a, a almost immeasurable jump from her freshman to sophomore year what why are they taking care of the basketball um, I think it's all about confidence. Um, when you put them in those situations in practice and every single day they are forced to go against um, our scout guys that, you know, I talk to them every day and I tell our scout guys to amp it up. I want them fouled. I want them, you know, <laughs> like turn them over, trap them, whatever they have to do. And I know that it's hard. And in practice, sometimes it's frustrating for them because they are turning it over. <laughs> they are traveling, you know, but I, I tell our guys don't let up because that's what's going to get us better. And I think what you guys see is the end result in the game after a lot of frustrating practices. <laughs> um, you know, they get in the game and a little bit more calm. You know, the game sometimes become a little bit more easier because they aren't receiving those the pressure that they are in practice. You know, but it has a lot to do with confidence and putting them in those situations daily so that when they do get to the the final, so to speak, that they're ready for it. Once finals week, that's, a, that's, that's an apt <laughs> analogy right there. Uh, once finals are over, uh, you guys will take East Tennessee State this Sunday and then head down to Puerto Rico for a couple games. And then after that, it's it's up in the ACC and it's all conference play from then on out. Uh, what are you looking forward to or looking to see most in these final three non-conference games? For one, I we've been really emphasizing, um, you know, just our offensive execution. You know, I'm really looking forward to our team taking our breakdown drills that we've done in practice, the things that we've emphasized in practice on the offensive end, and I really want to see them execute in the game. Um, you know, be patient. Um, I want them to take their time, you know, and make layups and free throws. <laughs> you know, those are some things that we have really, really emphasized. You know, but more importantly, I want them to, to finish out strong and have fun. You know, and that's something that they've done a great job of, you know, so far. And I, I don't want them to lose sight of it, you know, just because at the end of the day, basketball is a game. Um, you know, we want them to continue to have fun and, you know, end these, you know, last three games on a high note. You know, leave, get away from it, enjoy your family, and then we come back and handle business in the ACC. In all your years in basketball, have you ever been around a, a more fun destination non-conference schedule than what you guys have played this year? No. You've got the Bahamas and then Puerto Rico all within a month. I mean, that's a pretty good deal, isn't it? That's, that's crazy, but yeah. I'm not complaining yeah. at all. And that's the one thing that I looked at our schedule when I got here. And I was like, okay, I'm going to the Bahamas and Puerto Rico in one year. I don't think too many coaches <laughs> will complain about that. I've been trying to figure out how to take my mom with yeah. me. Not sure if that's going to happen, so I enjoy it for the both of us. But, you know, I, I'm not complaining at all. And it's, it's nice to be somewhere warm. I hope you guys keep having success down there. You got to make that a, a, an annual. We take at least two or three trips down there. Next thing you know, the entire non conference is just in the Bahamas. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Bahamas, Puerto Rico, whatever okay. we got to do. All right. Well, that's Coach Tasha Buds, Coach. Thanks for your time. Congrats no on a problem. great start. Look forward to seeing you guys uh, not only these next three games, but in the ACC. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. That'll do it for this week. Again, a lot of exciting stuff going on Georgia Tech volleyball, women's basketball, a lot of success. Don't forget about men's basketball as uh, they have a few more games until their ACC. Slate ramps up. This has been another episode of From the Flats. You've been listening to the From the Flats podcast. Be sure to tune into the Georgia Tech Sports Network on game days for live coverage and subscribe to this channel to get the latest news on the Yellow Jackets.